You are listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom. Soul Searching is a journey where I engage with faith leaders and academics to explore deep questions of meaning. Questions that all of us ask at some point in our lives, such as, why are we here? What is right and wrong? Is there good and evil? Is truth relative or absolute? Is there life after death? And to help us in our journey this evening, we're very honored to welcome to our show Madonna Hernandez, Director of Programs at Girls Inc. Madonna, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me, Rabbi. It's lovely to have you here. So the obvious first question is, what is Girls Inc.? Girls Inc. So Girls Inc. is a nonprofit organization. Um, Our mission is to inspire all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. And really, that is just healthy, educated, and independent. Um, We work with girls ages 5 to 18, and we serve them through programs at our center, which is downtown off of Paseo and Hillside. And we also do programs within the schools. So we are working with pretty much, um, well, let's see, no, probably about 11 or 12 different schools here in the district right now and within them we have you know three to five groups in each of them and each of those groups have about 15 to 20 girls in each of them so we're we're working with lots of girls throughout santa fe that's wonderful tell us more about being strong smart and bold tell us a little more about that All right. Well, you know, we actually believe that being strong, smart and bold is it's innate. Um, All girls are strong, smart and bold. And really, it's just us giving them the tools to bring it out in them. You know, we want to be able to build them up as much as we can, give them all the information so they can make the best informed decisions for themselves. So we give them lots of different experiences through um, supplementing whatever it is that they are getting throughout their lives as well as in school and you know really give them opportunities to work together as a team to be able to be challenged to be able to struggle to be able to fail to be able Mm. to have a support system to recognize that they can be resilient Um, we really want to be able to give them the tools to be able to be their own saviors in their own stories rather than trying to find someone else to do that for them what does that mean in the context of a, a society, a community where sometimes we need to turn to other people. So you're, you're not being anti-society. What does that mean for you when you say that you're training them to be their own saviors or helping them to be their own saviors? Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's giving them the skills to be able to take care of themselves, right? So we're going to teach them about economic literacy and teach them about how they can, you know, earn their own money and mm. be able to make their own decisions. For a very long time, women were unfortunately not able to do that. Um, We're giving them opportunities to experience, you know, um, careers in STEM because there's not very many women who are in STEM careers. Of course, the numbers are increasing. However, there could be a lot more. Um, You know, it's really giving them non-traditional experiences so that way they can continue to build up that toolbox so that way they then can, you know, make those decisions for themselves and feel that they are capable. Now, of course, we want them to have community. We know that if they're able to have a support system with each other and they know where they can ask for help if they need it, then of course that is what we want to build as well. Um, However, you know, at the end of the day, they can turn to themselves and say, hey, I do know how to take care of myself whenever I'm feeling stressed. I do know where to ask for help if I am struggling with something with my body. I do know how to, you know, have basic 
skills that maybe they wouldn't otherwise have if we hadn't given them, such as, you know, being able to know how to go to a job interview, being able to know how to change a tire, you Mm. know, being able to pretty much do the skills that they need to. So they, again, can, you know, really show up for themselves. Um, Yeah. So it's it's not, as I assumed, it's not being isolated, but it's being empowered (laughs) to make their own choices. Absolutely. You, You said a very interesting phrase. You said you're giving them non-traditional experiences. Uh-huh. You didn't say the word patriarchy, but is that what you're talking about in terms of um, moving away from that patriarchal domination of men? Decide. It sounded like, am I reading too much into that? No, you're not reading too much into that. You know, we really want to step outside of those stereotypical boxes that girls get put into, right? And um, yes, unfortunately, patriarchy has had its impacts in all women's lives for many, many, many years. And um, yeah, so what we are doing is, you know, we are giving them those experiences to be able to build up the the skill set and knowledge base to be able to do it themselves rather than needing to have someone else do that for them and have that power over them, right? right. Um, so we're really wanting to even the playing field, right? We are, we are feminists and being a feminist means that we believe in equality across all genders. And um, so no, no one is better than the other. We really just want to be able to complement each other and work together as opposed to feel like we have less. Um, Yeah. And do you think when you're talking about feminism and, and aiming towards equality, how, how is it that that is achieved? I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you to fix the entire world and maybe the answer is girls Inc is how it's achieved. But, (laughs) but, but what is that, you know, you're, you're, you're educating, empowering young women um, in this, in what is still a patriarchal society, how do how does that navigate it? Right. Well, you know, it it does start as early as possible, right? We want to be able to have the conversations. We want to give them the experiences. We want for their parents to recognize this as well. So, you know, we do have parent and girl work workshops. Oh. Um, you know, we try to make sure that we're putting out information so everyone can recognize that this is still an issue. Um, a lot of people don't believe that, you know, this is an issue. And so really it's us having the conversations, you know, and it's also teaching our girls to be able to have those conversations and really speak whenever they do recognize an injustice. Um, for example, there's an activity we do with our economic literacy program where we have five and six-year-olds. They're learning about the pay gap and Uh. how do we do that, right? So what we do is we essentially have, you know, a group of 20 little girls, you know, five to maybe seven years old, right? Split them into, you know, two groups of 10. And we have them do, you know, a plethora of activities, you know, 15 different things. You know, they're doing jumping jacks and every time we have them do something, we pay them, pay Mm -hmm. them, right? Air quotes. So we come to them and we, you know, we have them, they have the little cup and we're like, okay, we'll put out your cup and one side will get a certain amount of, you know, we're handing them, I don't know, maybe we do M&Ms that day. So, you know, we put, you know, essentially we'll put, you know, uh, four M&Ms in one of their, you know, in their containers and then the other one gets three M&Ms and then, you know, we do 15 of those. Yeah. We stop them, they look at it, and they were like, okay, everybody, will you please just count? How many, what'd you get? What's in there? And, you know, there's usually the girls raising their hands. They're like, oh, I have this many. And the other ones are like, oh, I have this many. Why why do I have so many more? And when we explain to them, we're like, okay, so this is kind of what's happening in the world. So you did the exact same job as your friend over there, right? But because you're a girl, you're you're getting paid, you know, um, a quarter less, essentially, right? right? So... 
the amazing thing that happens is usually the girls on the other side who got paid more who typically gets more upset. It's not fair. It's not okay. Usually they want to share with their friends on the other side. And of course we come along and we pay the other ones and say, actually, we're all going to have the same amount of M&Ms, but what can we do? And, you know, a few years ago we did this activity and those girls actually decided they wanted to write the governor and, you know, be angry in their letter and say they were so upset. Um, And they actually ended up getting a response from the governor about, you know, what they were doing about the pay gap and how they could support girls and women and careers. And, you know, how powerful is that? You know, giving them the tools to, like, recognize an issue and say something and do something and then have the response. So, I mean, that's, like, really what we want to do is we want them to continue to recognize the these things are happening and make change right and then hopefully the people around them will also be listening so it's it's a big task but it, it it's really really good work it sounds extraordinary and i love the fact that they ended up sort of speaking truth to power and being able to to take that that next step which is on the legislative level or mm-hmm. the you know uh, even going further the federal level you know what can we do to address these things it's absolutely true it's actually been a really big arm of girls inc lately um we've just established well a new arm of girls inc which is our advocacy arm uh we have hired in a develop excuse me a director of advocacy who is working um actively at the legislative session um you know testifying on behalf of certain bills that support women and girls in our community um, it's it's been pretty amazing. We've actually had several of our girls who have gone and have been speaking on behalf or against different bills. Um, right now, they've been working on the um, affirmative consent bill that has been going. So, yeah, it's it's been pretty neat to be able to really talk about empowering them to be strong, smart, and bold, and then really like giving them that opportunity to practice that. Um, and it's neat because we have them from the littles all the way to the bigs. So, yes, we have the bigger girls going out and they're going to the legislative session. But then we have the younger ones who are, you know, actively wanting to give speeches, you know, at our events about their experiences, you know, them wanting to write letters, them wanting to do fundraisers for other organizations. It's it's really amazing to see what they can do when they're activated. It sounds just extraordinary. Uh, let me, I mean, you, you shared one of the, programs essentially what are the other programs before we take a break what are the, what are some of the other programs that you do with these girls oh my gosh well we have so many so um we have media literacy uh like i said we have our economic literacy we have our advocacy we also have healthy sexuality we have um outdoor leadership there's um community action there's um goodness uh, oh, there's our Operation Smart, which is our STEM program. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty much anything that they are lacking in other areas. We are essentially coming in to fill in those gaps. Um, we actually do a curriculum that's all around them learning how to be, you know, uh, bold and advocate for, you know, their spaces, you know, mm-hmm. being able to keep themselves safe in the world. We actually partner with Resolve to be able to provide um uh, self-defense courses, you know, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. It's really amazing when I say that we're giving them all the tools to make those best informed decisions. We are literally giving them everything so that way they can be their own authentic selves and make those decisions for themselves rather than us just telling them who and what they have to be. Right, right. 
It's it's just sounds extraordinary. It really does. And I've known Thank some you. of the work, but but just the, how all encompassing this is, and how bold it is, and how ambitious it is, and how important it is. It it just sounds extraordinary. Right. Thank you. We have to take a a little pause. Um, You're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich, my guest this evening, Madonna Hernandez, Director of Programs at Girls Inc. And we'll be back after this break. You're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. My guest this evening, Madonna Hernandez, Director of Programs at Girls Inc. here in Santa Fe. And uh, before the break, you were just sharing just so much about all the programs that you do. What about you on a personal level? What is it that excites you about this work? Well... Um, Well, I've been working for Girls Inc. for 22 years, so um, a lot of it excites me. Um, I know that I'm actively making a difference. You know, I feel like a lot of people feel defeated and, Mm. you know, like the world is hard right now and that what can they do, right? How am I supposed to do something about this great big mess? And I don't have that opportunity. I mean, I literally can wake up every day and know that I am able to make a difference, whether that is giving girls the opportunity to use their voices, whether it's teaching them that they, you know, can take care of themselves in the world, you know, whether it's me being able to support my staff to be able to have a positive work environment where they can feel empowered, where they can be their authentic selves, where they can go out and actually do good work. So I feel like I kind of hit the jackpot in the way that I have been with girls in forever and it still fills my soul and i kind of feel myself being there another 22 years it, it, what you're saying reminds me of the old starfish story of the um of the kids who come down or the girl who comes down to the beach and sees all the starfish have been brought up onto the seashore you know the story mm-hmm. and um you know she starts picking up a, a starfish and throws it back into the sea and the old man who's nearby says you'll never throw them all in what difference does it make and she says it makes a difference to this one right and i i totally hear that in what you're saying yep. that yeah the world can be very dark and challenging mm-hmm. but but we can make a difference here and you're clearly doing that absolutely so so what are what are the challenges that young people young girls in particular are experiencing at the moment what are you seeing as as sort of common themes of the of the big challenges of today right um unfortunately there's a lot um it's it's stressful Mm. it's really stressful for for all people but for young people as well and i feel like sometimes maybe people don't recognize that 
these kids can have such complex, you know, feelings and emotions. Um, but, you know, the fact that they're doing active shooter drills in schools right. often, that that in itself is a scary place to be in. Um, you know, them hearing about what's just happening in the world is impacting what's happening with their families and they're bringing it here. You know, they're bringing it to Girls Inc. to the groups. They're a little bit heavier. Um, You know, with the pandemic, a lot of them were, you know, by themselves for a couple of years. So, you know, we did, it feels like a lot of them missed out on so many of those very important things that happen throughout school, right? So, you know, self-regulation is something that has been challenging. Um, That social emotional um, support, them being able to build community and connection, really understanding their impact whenever they do something that might hurt a friend's feelings. So we've actually had to kind of back up a little bit with our programs and say, okay, so what is most important? We need to take care of them on the inside before we can do anything else. So yeah, we have amazing programs in STEM and we also need to make sure that they know how to take care of themselves when they're feeling sad. What is a positive stress response as opposed to a negative one? And why do we feel this way? And who can we ask for help? So really providing support and community so that way they then can take advantage of all the other opportunities we can offer them. I mean, we've had guests on the show before talk about mental health crisis, particularly the young adult mental health crisis. And yep. I assume you're seeing that. It sounds like you're, that's impacting on your work as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just the amount of, you know, girls that we see who come in who have so many other issues that are happening in their home lives and really them feeling so alone mm. is, is astounding. Um, we've actually had to start training our staff in secondhand trauma mm. um, because of the amount of trauma that the girls are bringing. Um, so, you know, whenever they are coming and they, they are talking about what's going on, we are able to actually be there and support them, but also recognizing that my staff are feeling it. Right. You know, you can interact with a hundred girls on a daily basis and all of those girls might have something that they're holding that they're asking you to hold for a second. And yeah, it can be heavy and hard and, you know, it, it can be difficult to not take it home with you on a daily basis. So, you know, it's it's across the board, right? We, all of All of our people on this planet, everyone needs to have that mental health support. It needs right. to be prioritized. Actually, this past year, because of what we recognized with all of the trauma, is that um, we mandated that we will always do mental health first aid as well as our regular first aid. Right. So no one is more important than the other, right? So we need to take care of their their emotional health as well as their physical health. Um, and I'm hopeful that that is what all of our other affiliates and you know Girls Inc. as well as the rest of the organizations who are working with people, they really do start prioritizing the importance of people's emotional state right i i i so i i so appreciate the that that focus on mental health as important as physical health because we we see it in community in the larger community we see these struggles and we see you know that as you said this um the pandemic affecting just the general being and how we can mm-hmm. carry ourselves in society. And I really love what you said about stepping back, having to, to just go back a bit and, and right. basically giving them the, the roots again, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's that it's the things that they missed out on Zoom, while they were in Zoom school and at home and, and everything else. Right. Yeah. 
So, so tell us a little more, you know, the pandemic, as we're moving, hopefully, out of this pandemic, hopefully. Hopefully, right? yes. Um, <laughs> but it makes sense. Pandemics tend to last for years. And, and so, what, so you've shared some of the impact of it. How do, you, how do we go into the next step, essentially, after the pandemic? Right, right. I mean, for us, I think, you know, it's really us being able to build our programs back up to where we were before. Um, You know, we were slotted to hit about 1500 girls by the end of 2020. As we all know, 2020 became a bit of a nightmare. And so we had to shift everything down and went completely virtual and retained about 75% of our kiddos, which was pretty amazing. Um, It was... I have a whole new skill set. It's kind of crazy to think how many things I can do virtually these days. Um, I prefer not to use a skill set anymore. Sure, sure. However, um, you know, it's getting those numbers back to where we, we need to be. And about 1,500 is about 10% of the girl population here in Santa oh. Fe, which hopefully the ripple effect will actually be able to make impact, right? So some of the girls we work with will be able to have friends and then they can impact their family. So that is the dream, right? Um, I mean, really, if I could have 20%, that would be even better. Um, So I think it's just growing the number of girls that we work with and making sure that we do have our infrastructure as solid as possible. So, you know, we don't, what we do is not just childcare. So, you know, it is, and I think a lot of people feel that way when they think about oh well girls inc it's an after school program or they do this or that and it's like actually it's so much more please Mm -hmm. come to a tour and we will show you um but you know making sure we have the right staff members who have the the passion and the ability to be able to provide those programs for those girls um yeah i think that's like the biggest thing for us when we talk about that um you know in general across you know the world right i mean it probably would be you know just building up that that sense of of connection for people again you know it feels like a lot of people did lose connection and you know a lot of people are kind of floating around and we we see that with our girls and so it's it's really bringing people back together and having a more you know fulfilling you know more fulfilling opportunities for everyone you know where everybody feels like they are actually able to have joy and right. you know feel love and and really not have to feel this like weight of the world but yeah that's that's a big task you mentioned how some people see it as sort of childcare, and you said, you know, come in, have a tour. Absolutely. So, so how can people get involved? We've got about five minutes left. How can people get involved? How can people support your work? Because it's clearly, as far as I'm concerned, essential work. It's clearly essential. Absolutely. So how, how can people get involved? How can they support what you're doing? Absolutely. So um, the first thing would be coming to a tour. Come visit us. We do tours the second Thursday of every single month. You can sign up. You just go to our website at girlsincomesantafe.org. So you can sign up there. Um, You know, we are always looking for people who can get involved with volunteering, who, um, you know, we actually say it's it's time, talent, and treasure, right? Time, talent, and treasure. Time, talent, and treasure. So however you see yourself getting involved, please do that. Because, again, you know, if we're a nonprofit, of course, we have to fundraise 
a lot to be able to do the work. And uh, we are completely, um, we don't charge anything for any of the programs in the schools. And um, all of our families who do come to center, it's on sliding scale. And we never turn away a family for lack of ability to pay. So we do offer very large scholarships for our girls to come. So it's like for every $1 in tuition we bring in, we have to raise like an additional $8. Mm. So we have a really amazing fundraising team. But um, really coming in and working with us, you know, share space with us get to know these girls really get you know get to know what the staff is doing we we want you to come play with us um yeah and then we of course we have events so we have another event that's coming up it's our gala that's coming up on april the 17th um so if you're interested you know come and join us it's a really amazing fundraiser so there'll be like think don't quote me on this i think there's supposed to be a silent auction as well as a bunch of other really amazing things and of course some of our girls who will be speaking which makes me always so proud nice so l- let me ask you we've got just a few minutes left mm-hmm. you mentioned about the you said the dream you know that this would be my dream i feel like underlying some of your work or maybe all of your work is a dream or a vision of society an ideal society what is that underlying dream that motivates you in your work? If you could, if you could choose the perfect human society, you know, if, if you're working towards something, what is that human society? What is it? What does it look like for you? Huh. Well, um, selfishly, I would say that it is a it is a safe world for our girls to be girls. Um, why, why is that selfish? I mean, well, because I'm thinking fully of all society, but I'm specifically thinking of our girls, right? However, it should be safe for everyone. Um, but for us at Girls Inc., what we recognize is that it doesn't feel like a safe world for girls to grow up as a girl. Um, there was a report that just was put out by the CDC saying that there's really high numbers of girls that are they're you know they're sadder than they ever have been, right? right? So that's unacceptable. Right. And that's unacceptable. There is a full study specifically on girls saying that they are all just very, very sad. Right. They're experiencing more sexual assaults. They're experiencing just more self-esteem issues. So just for it to be a safe world for them to be able to be, to be able to take advantage of all these opportunities, I think would be the best thing ever. And, of course, we know that whenever women and girls are thriving, the entire community is thriving. Um, We're very, very holistic in the way that we think and the way we do things. Um, So, yeah, I think if girls were happier and felt safer, it probably would be a better world, probably altogether. I I could be thinking of a different study, but there was certainly a study that was talking about young girls and their mental health and was connecting it very deliberately to social media Mm -hmm. Um, in only two minutes. And I know it's a bit of a challenge, (laughs) but you were talked about media literacy and media training and so on. So any any thoughts about the connection there? You know, advice, for example, for parents who may be listening and and not realize a connection. Anything you want to share on that? Please talk to your children. Talk to them. Um, monitor. Know what they're doing. Um, ask them questions. When they say they don't know what they did there in their day, ask more questions. Um, really be interested, even if they act like they don't want you to be. It's so important to just be present mm-hmm. at any given time. Um, 
and and help them work through their emotions, right? Don't just tell them it's going to be okay and don't just tell them like, oh, why are you feeling this way? But really recognize and validate how they're feeling and help them move through it as opposed to just having them shove it down. Um, it's a big one, but really lots of communication around what they're seeing on media literacy. It's going to, I mean, media is going to be everywhere. Right. And so if you can just have a positive relationship about it and really understand what your core values are as a family and how you can work together around them and understand that your child is going to grow and develop. And so we need to give them the right tools to be able to make decisions themselves. Then hopefully it'll get a little bit better, but just talk to your kids. Thank you so much for, for the work that you do. And thank you for coming on to our show. You are so welcome. So thank you to Madonna Hernandez, Director of Programs at Girls Inc. Really, it's uh, been a pleasure. I do hope that you'll be able to come back, honestly, in the future and share more of the work that you've been doing. I would be more than happy. You've been listening to Soul Searching with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom and from the Interfaith Leadership Alliance of Santa Fe. Until we return again in two weeks' time, keep searching.